Welcome to the podcast that no one asked for. The one where your favorite characters from your favorite fandoms get wet, wild, and weird. Where erotic fan fiction helps pop culture pop a boner, and we all get to laugh about it. I'm Allie LaFevre. I'm Lindsay Rush. I'm Danny Chapman. And And this this is Fangasm. Fangasm. The following podcast is rated H for horny. It contains adult themes, sexually explicit content, strong language, and characters we don't own. Welcome back to Fangasm. I'm Allie. I'm Danny. I'm Lindsay. Welcome back, guys. It is... Season 16, episode four. Private parts four. We're going to use that every time now. You're actually probably surprised that we're talking all over each other, considering that we just had a flawless Valentine's Day show over on Patreon, where we didn't do that once. (laughs) Spoiler alert. This is us recording from the future, but that's the energy I'm putting towards that, is that the show happened. It was perfect. Manifesting that. Everyone loved it. Jokes killed. (laughs) (laughs) People didn't kill us for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle snippet that I'm nervous about. And then it was perfect. Turtles and a threesome. They're not related. Unrelated. (laughs) (laughs) Of age mutant ninja lovers. Of age mutant. (sighs) If it's not making sense what we're singing, then um, it's not too late. You still can go over to Patreon, see the live show, a recording of it. Um, and check out the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle story that we did, just a snippet of, and uh, author note, they were not related, and they were of age. So we had to put a lot of caveats in that. (laughs) Just a half shell. Yeah. (laughs) Half shell, fully legal. Oh, fully loaded. And that wasn't our main story. That was just a little taste. This is a foreplay. Yeah. Tortoise play. Tortoise. Nothing gets you in the mood like, you know, reptiles, cartoon, turtle. <laughs> I didn't even know that was a thing, but, you know, it is. Wait, are they amphibian? They're amphibians, not reptiles, right? I don't know, Miss Frizzle. You tell us. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like something you would definitely know. <laughs> I'll get back to you guys on Allie that. Lefevre is Miss Frizzle, <laughs> okay. but for sex ed. Yes. I'll board my bus into a condom. <laughs> I'll board my bush. Magic school bush. This is the perfect segue. I was thinking about if we wanted to update, make a fun graphic, Danny, of updating like newer shows with erotic titles, you know, in our cover art. Because I was thinking of Shits Creek would be Slits Creek. Oh, I love that. Or Shits Crack, but that's not cute. Allie, what was the other one you said on the phone when we were doing? I said this today on the phone. I was like, Slits. Oh, the Queen. We're talking about the Queen's Gambit? No. Yeah. Which could have been from the Valentine's Day cards, which also got posted last week. Gambuts. Which, if you're up Shit's Creek with somebody, it's not too late to send them a belated <laughs> horny Valentine card. <laughs> That's right. Oh my gosh, what, guess what I started watching? Have you guys heard of, it's called Winks with an X? No. It's like another magical school. They're fairies. It's on Netflix. Oh, oh, yes. Someone called it like, it's like Riverdale meets Harry Potter meets something. Anyway, I'm only like two episodes in, but someone told me to watch it. I started watching that. Wait, is it called Winks? It's like Fate, a Winks tale. I think it's like one chapter yeah, of Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like okay. W-I-N-X. So like you probably see Fate, but there's like fighters and stuff and there there's bad guys and the teachers are deceiving them. And she's a fire fairy, right? Is that the one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Would you recommend it? I would recommend it so far. I mean, I'm a handful in, but I think it's got, it's got all the right things. So are they doing it yet? Maybe we can call it wanks. 
Uh, no, they're not. But, you know, that's our job. That's where we come in. That's where fan fiction comes in. What else has been big? I was still just uh, thinking of other shows that have been popular since we had our cover art out. Tiger King. Westworld. Tits World. Is that coming back? I sure hope so. Even though it kind of lost me on season three, but... Mm-hmm. Anyway, go for it, Allie. What were you going to say? Oh, I was going to confirm that they are reptiles. <laughs> Turtles. Oh, good. Thank you. So it was right the first time. <laughs> I questioned myself, thought they were amphibians for a second. I blame myself. I made a joke that they were reptiles, not relatives, but they're also not reptiles. No, they are reptiles. Oh, oh, perfect. Okay, not amphibians. They're, they are. They're reptiles, not relatives. Reptiles, not relatives. No <laughs> relation. <laughs> Unrelated. It was what you said. I like that better. <laughs> <laughs> Well, a different cartoon. We've talked about a few, but we have one that is squarely in our season right now, Beauty and the Beast. Was that a smooth transition? That was really good, D. That was really good. So smooth. Did we have any other announcements before I smoothly transitioned us? No. Or slip and slided us over to the story? Because I hear that we're about to have sex maybe next week, but the tensions are rising because Draco was just rescued in the forest by the Mm -hmm. Beast, by Harry, because Greyback was trying to get him. He tried to escape and he potentially broke an ankle, yep. sprain, broke something. Yes. And that's really it. He's still a captive. Harry, you know, we now know that Harry has to make him fall in love with him. Because the mirror of Iriset is crumbling. Mm-hmm. So he has to find true love before the last piece cracks and breaks off. Yeah. I think we should dive in. I'm really excited. Allie, you're up. Oh, great. My voice is hoarse. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Because we just spent the last hour recording our intro for our live show. (laughs) As always, technically challenging. Very complicated. (laughs) We had a break in between and I walked into the kitchen and Caleb's like, are you done? I was like, no, we just get it started. (laughs) No, Hollywood never sleeps. Shut up. (laughs) Not only are we not done, we all have to individually go and record separate tracks for Danny's demands. Oh, gosh. I love it. Great. My kink is green screen. (laughs) Overcomplicated filming. You should be very satiated after today. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's do it. Draco woke up in a soft bed. It took him a moment to realize where he was and the events of the previous night. He groaned. Of course, his attempt to escape would end miserably. He was a Lindsay Rush. (laughs) Sorry. Of course, she would have a great idea and then panic, not fall through. Can you do the Yoda voice? (laughs) Awake, are you? (laughs) Very good. He turned to see the beast lounging on a sofa nearby, flicking lazily through the pages of a small novel. (laughs) Paint me like one of your beast girls. I picture him laying. (laughs) One of your hairy girls. Draco wondered how its claws didn't tear the delicate pages. Didn't peg you as the reading type, Draco snarked. It sighed and put the book down. Can you at least be grateful? No, said Draco. Instead of being annoyed, it chuckled and leaned back into its chair. You're feisty, it commented with a raised eyebrow. Draco scowled and sat up in his bed, wincing as his middle protested. The beast hissed and got up from its chair to adjust Draco back into a lying position. For once, Draco didn't talk. Its hands lingered on Draco's skin before it walked back to its seat, shaking its head fondly. You know, you're really interesting, the beast commented offhandedly. Draco rolled his eyes but didn't respond. Before the beast could speak, 
A cart rolled in through the large open doors at top speed, screeching to a halt at Draco's bedside. As he squinted, he realized that Mrs. Weasley and the other people, well, objects, he had met the other day were also there. How are you, dear? She asked worriedly. Draco (laughs) smiled. I'm all right, Mrs. Weasley, he answered. Ginny hopped forward to the front of the cart, the tea in her cup sloshing around precariously. Chip. (laughs) Here's some tea. It should help you feel better, she chirped. Draco's smile widened and he gracefully picked up Ginny from the cart. Put his lips all over. (laughs) (laughs) He sat up marginally, enough for him to be able to raise his head well. The beast hissed but didn't say anything. Draco ignored it. Isn't it weird to drink from you, he asked. The left side of her cup raised and dropped, which Draco took as a shrug. Eh, it's not really a big deal anymore. He brought the cup to his lips and took a small sip. <laughs> it's like going down on Ginny Weasley. In the <laughs> That's story. what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Another of-age small teapot. <laughs> totally legal, fine, China. And consensual is what he just asked. Isn't it weird to drink from you? And she's oh, it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. You have my consent mm-hmm. to drink from me. You're a fine piece of China if I've ever seen one. Ooh. <laughs> He brought the cup up to his lips and took a small sip. It was hot and tasted like chamomile. (laughs) If I had a dime, am I right? (laughs) Every time someone told me I tasted like chamomile. It was just what he needed. (laughs) And in front of your mother? (laughs) Thank you, he sighed, a wide smile on his lips. It felt nice to know that people were still attracted to him. Oh, He felt nice to know that people actually cared for his well-being. <laughs> he purposely ignored the logical part of his brain that said the beast had saved him and therefore cared about him, even if it was just a little. I'm sorry, you know. Draco stopped sipping his tea and turned to face the beast. Its face was sheepish and a bit regretful. What? said Draco. I'm sorry for yelling at you like that. But to be fair, I did tell you not to go in there. Whatever, Draco muttered, sipping his tea. It's all right. The happy little smile on its face made Draco's heart clench. Beep, boop, beep, beep, beep. Hold on, let me try that again. What's a new song we haven't done? Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. Beep, 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 beep. Beep, beep, beep. Beep 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 Draco was confused. He wasn't even that part of the story yet, and already the tale as old as time was playing. Draco was confused. It had been a week since the beast had apologized, and ever since then, he had been acting strange. It was friendly and surprisingly charming for such a brute creature. Like the day after Draco had been healed enough to stand, it had explained what it had used to restrain Greyback. Greyback's a werewolf, it had said. It was just a sprig of wolfsbane tied to a silver rod. Nothing better than to repel werewolves. Right. I do remember Googling that last mm-hmm. week and, th- you know, I was like, little tiny silver thing. And, you know, <laughs> Werewolf. <not> so complicated. <laughs> just, there we go. <laughs> Did you guys ever see the movie Young Frankenstein? It's a Mel Brooks film. Yes. He goes, werewolf. He goes, "There, wolf. He points. (laughs) I actually have a portrait of Gene Wilder from Young Frankenstein right behind me. Behind me. (laughs) It's my office art. Draco had to admit that it was smarter than he gave it credit for. And now it was giving him a tour of the palace grounds and it was behaving in a rather amicable manner for a beast. That's the conservatory. Draco gasped softly. The room was gigantic and the domed glass ceiling let the bright sunlight fall in rows of flowers and fruits. 
Draco made his way over to the vines of grapes and plucked one off curiously. He popped it in his mouth and nearly moaned aloud. It was sweet and slightly sour at the same time. He spun around to tell the beast how good they were, but froze in his tracks. The beast was smiling, a genuine soft smile. Its eyes glimmered with amusement. They really Aww. are good, he murmured. You can have you can have them anytime you want. Really? Draco asked, a bit shocked. Sure. I shall turn them into jams. <laughs> I shall have grape jam. I shall make jam of all of them. I can have jam anytime I want. <laughs> it's my jam palace. <laughs> sure. You can take care of the plants if you want. I'm sure Neville can help you out. He loves plants. Who's Neville again? Draco asked sheepishly. He's the suit of armor. Draco <laughs> nodded. He'll be helpful. Thank you. The beast smiled at him again. Draco smiled back softly before remembering who it was and sneered instead. Beep, 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 beep. Oh my God, Draco exclaimed. Do you like it? The beast asked him. Draco simply gaped. In front of him was the biggest library he had ever seen before. Oh my. So wide and thick leather. (laughs) It was the biggest library he had ever seen before. The shelves of books stretched up to the ceiling and there were so many rows just begging to be explored. Draco made his way speechless over to the closest row. He plucked a tome off the first shelf and looked at the title, A Compilation of Greek Playlets and Tragedies, Volume 1. Draco's heart lurched. He'd only read a few of the Greek playwrights, and while he loved them, there weren't many at the local library to read. This is, he trailed off, unable to continue. Amazing? The beast's voice was teasing. Piss off, Draco muttered, turning away from it and looking at the book in his hands instead. The beast laughed. Well, dinner is at seven, so remember that. Don't get too caught up. All right, Draco said, not really paying attention to it. He walked over to the nearest sofa and sat down to read, not even wiping away the dust on his clothes. He smiled as he opened the first page. Perhaps things weren't as bad as he thought they would be. Aw, beep, 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 beep. Harry looked at himself in the mirror, contemplating the recent events. Over the course of three weeks, Draco had started slowly warming up to him and the palace residents. Although he still had his fits sometimes, now he had daily conversations with Hermione and had become good friends with Neville as well. He was even willing to talk to Harry sometimes, which Harry counted as progress. But what if it wasn't enough? The glass was cracking even faster than before, and Harry guessed that he had roughly a month left before the curse became permanent. If he didn't win Draco over soon, there was no hope for him. He wasn't exactly bad-looking, but he had been incredibly handsome as a prince. And if one looked, well, would they still be able to see it? It was just these these animal features that marred his image, the horns and claws, even his height had been affected. When he was human, he was just a little over six feet, not as tall as this. He silently cursed the witch and himself too. He had been very foolish when he was younger. He couldn't afford it now. Harry? Don't be shy, beast. What did the magical effects do to your other parts? (laughs) Yeah, lead with that. (laughs) Keep describing. Big and hairy and... Well over mm-hmm. six feet. Mm-hmm. Now it was a corkscrew. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Harry? Harry turned his neck to see Ron hop his way into the room with Hermione and Crookshanks trailing behind him. Hey, Ron. Hermione, he smiled, picking up Ron and Hermione to set them on the table while keeping Crookshanks on his lap to stroke him. At first, Harry had hated him, but now he was infatuated with the damn thing. So how's the thing with Blondie going? Ron asked nonchalantly, leaning against Harry's vanity mirror. Harry shrugged. All right, I guess. It's gradually becoming better. Harry, Hermione's tone was soft and gentle. Even if it doesn't work, we're going to be all right. How? How, Hermione? 
I was the one who got us into this in the first place. And now, Harry's voice cut off as a choke sob racked through his body. He put his head in his hands, trying to fight back the tears. It's all right, Harry. Let it out. Hermione soothed, nuzzling his head with the side of her feathers. Crookshanks mewled and snuggled into his stomach, purring against him. Even Ron had blown out the candles on his hand to pat Harry's head comfortingly. I'm surprised <laughs> that Ron blew out the candles first. <laughs> Didn't yeah. the entire place on fire. <laughs> Harry sniffled and silently let the tears come out until he was finished. He raised up his head, wincing at the sudden dizziness. His eyes were rimmed red, and there were droplets of water on the day-old stubble on his chin. Feel better, mate? Ron asked, playfully knocking the side of Harry's temple once with a candlestick. Despite himself, Harry smiled. Really, he didn't deserve such good friends. Running out. There's a lot of beep bops. I'm running out. I feel like um, we're about to get into beep bop 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 boop boop beep 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 bop. Oh, yeah, Gaston. No one humps like Gaston. No one humps like Cedric. Beep bop boop boop beep bop. Oh, yeah. Cedric smirked to himself as he fastened his cloak onto his broad shoulders. Really, it wasn't hard to convince the mental asylum warden to lock up old Malfoy patriarch, not without a bribe, of course. Dang it. Son of a bitch. I forgot that that happens, too. Yeah. Crazy old Malfoy. He had arrived in the town a few days ago, shaking and trying to convince the villagers that Draco, the little angel, had been kidnapped by a beast who he claimed was Harry Potter himself. It wasn't hard to convince the town that he was a senile old coot. All he needed to do now was to find out what had really happened. Once he didn't rescue Draco, his little darling would surely fall in love with him. Then he would be Cedric's that he could keep for his own. Justin, prepare my horse and my pack. Jason! Yeah. <laughs> What's happening for myself? Um, excuse me, uh, Cedric, it's Jason, actually? It's Jason. And he's like, I don't know. No one can remember that guy's name. <laughs> It's a perfect plan because once he captures Draco and Draco says, Dad, how have your last few weeks been? I says, well, I've been at a mental institution. Thank you to Cedric. You shall fall more and more in love with me. It's a flawless plan. I don't want to say I'd be a good villain, but I'd at least be a well-organized one. <laughs> yeah, like think a couple steps ahead, Cedric. Just a few steps. Beep, 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 beep. Lucius grunted as he twisted the little piece of metal in the lock of his door. It had been two weeks since he had been dragged away to the mental asylum, and he had had enough. He would go save Draco by himself if nobody else was going to. Ooh. Finally, the lock clicked, and the door creaked open. He peeked outside and sighed, out of relief. The halls were empty, save the groans and the sounds from the other inhabitants of this horrible place. Hopefully those were pleasurable sounds and groans. What if in the other rooms is when Snape is trying to control his combustion every time he comes that quickie? When he lights on fire. Oh, yeah. That's like happening a couple doors down. That's where he's locked up. Yeah. Just Tonks and Snape, <laughs> engulfed in flames, going to pound town. He mixes up the insane asylum and the sex dungeon, which both have like- Yeah, and he's like, hmm. Is that Dumbledore and Grindelwald? <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot happening in this treatment facility. <laughs> yeah. He pushed the door open and ran out of the hallway, stopping only to grab a sword hanging on the wall and out of the doors to the small table it had. He had grabbed the nearest horse and swung onto it. With a slap to its rump, he was off to the town. He ignored the screams and shrieks of the townspeople <laughs> having the most pleasurable experience of their lifetime as he sped through the cobbled pavement. They could go die for all he cared. He urged the horse to go faster and soon arrived at the mouth of the sinister forest. He took a deep breath and galloped in. 
Draco frowned as Harry led him into the empty ballroom. It was dusty and it was illuminated by only some flickering candles and the chandelier above. During dinner, the beast had requested that he change into formal clothes for some strange reason. He had raised his eyebrow, but didn't comment. Pansy had chosen out a long black jacket for him over a fitted white shirt and cream trousers that he would also be creaming into, hopefully later. It won't show any splooges on him. (laughs) These are splooge proof. (laughs) He had forced him to wear a corset under the shirt. The bitch. (laughs) His waist was uncomfortable, but he supposed that it looked fashionable or whatever. The part he liked the most was the gold clip he had used to put his hair in a messy bun at the top of his head. (laughs) I love that he has a mun. It was studded with rubies, and it looked magnificent. Pretty. It's like the gold clip of Gryffindor or the Helga Hufflepuff's golden clip. (laughs) Harry was wearing the same outfit. (laughs) <laughs> he had worn for their first breakfast, only now the shirt was buttoned up to his chest so his hair didn't peek out through the top. Hmm. Why are we here? To dance, of course, said Harry. <gasps> my, my. What? exclaimed Draco. Yes, the beast said smugly. I've missed having a dance partner, and the suits of armor aren't exactly good on their feet. With a clap of his hand, some instruments at the back of the room floated upwards and started playing themselves. The song was soft and slow, the perfect kind of tune for a slow dance. I don't know how to dance, Draco admitted sheepishly. The beast smiled at that. No worries, I can teach you. Before Draco could deny, the beast was already leading them to the center of the ballroom. Now put your ring hand on my shoulder, it guided. Draco <laughs> blushed and placed them. It just says right hand. <laughs> just says right oh. hand. <laughs> it's like, okay, pump the brakes, Harry. Wait, it's just a hand right now. Now put your right hand on my shoulder, it guided. Draco blushed and placed them, although he had to stretch a bit because the beast was rather tall. It placed a large hand on Draco's waist and used the other to hold Draco's free hand. Good. Now I'll take a step forward with my left foot and you take a step back with the same. I'm getting some dirty dancing vibes. Nobody puts Draco (laughs) in the corner. (laughs) Draco did it with no small amount of nervousness. Now I'll bring my right foot in and you step back with yours. Slowly, Harry guided Draco through the steps until Draco only stepped on his toes every once in a while. The music was as soft and melodic as ever, and Draco found that he was actually enjoying the dance. It's, now I've had the time of my life. It's the dirty dancing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Perfect. <laughs> as he turned, he saw Ron, Hermione, and the Weasleys and Neville watching them at the door, all of them smiling happily at the scene. At that moment, with the beast laughing softly at him and everybody watching on happily, he felt... Content. <laughs> <laughs> he felt content. A perfect Instagram post. Perfect post. He was going to share with all his followers. He was like, I feel content coming on. As soon as he got out of this bloody castle. Beep, boop, beep, beep, boop. Lucius snarled as he fought off the three wolves that had cornered him and his horse. They were vicious, biting at his leg and the horse. But even they were no match for the wrath of Lucius Malfoy. Oh, so now he's kicking ass. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, where was he before? <laughs> One of the damn things bit at the horse's front leg, leading it to buck wildly and toss Lucius onto the ground. The wolves abandoned it as it ran away and started to attack Lucius instead. He swung his sword wildly, but they still managed to bite at him, making him scream. With renewed anger, he fought back at the wolves before slumping to the ground. He groaned and tried to press the wound with his cloak and staunch the bleeding, but all it did was send a spike of pain through his body so sharp he passed out on the dirt floor. (sighs) Lucius... Beep, boop, beep, beep, boop. When was the last time you bothered to comb it? Draco sighed as he tried to drag the comb through Harry's tangled weight. When did the beast become Harry? 
Ooh. <laughs> what did we become so personal? Mm-hmm. Lack formality. Avoiding the curved ram horns on his head <laughs> was hard enough on its own, but the tangled mass that was Harry's hair was impossible. Okay, so Lucius is, is like fighting off wolves yeah, and they yes. are playing Barbie. Yeah, they're having a field day. They're playing dress up. Noted. Okay, perfect. When I was 13... Harry's grin was smug. Draco scowled. Figures. You don't seem like the type to really care much for personal hygiene. He smirked as Harry glowered at him in the mirror. Okay, Draco, maybe a little sensitive about his personal hygiene and image. Yeah, like he's been cursed into a beast. He has hooves now. I mean, cut him some slack. Like we all have different metabolisms. His is of a beast. (laughs) It had been over a month since the incident and they had fallen into a comfortable sort of banter between themselves. Draco didn't know what to make of it. The dance they had shared the week prior still made him blush whenever he thought about it. He still wore the hair clip in his hair. He smiled whenever he saw it in the mirror. He sighed and put the comb on the table. This isn't going to work. I need to do something else, said Draco. You can try. Nobody's ever managed to untangle it before, and I doubt you could. Is that a bet? Before Harry could answer, Draco came up with an idea. He quickly put Harry's hair up in a high ponytail. (laughs) (laughs) So they could do some jazzercise. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, picture it like an 80s high ponytail, like split down the center. Uh Uh-huh, me too. Harry's hair up in a high ponytail and grabbed a fine-tooth comb from the dresser. Oh, God, that's the worst. That's so hard with tangles. Fine-tooth? No, you need a wide-tooth comb. Gosh, Draco. Amateur. He slowly traced out a narrow strip of hair at the nape of Harry's neck and pulled it out of the ponytail. He combed it out until it was silky and smooth. He continued this for the next hour until he finished. Harry's hair was a still bit tangled, but in a far better shape than it was before. I can't believe it. Harry gaped at his reflection. His hair looked, told you I could, Draco smirked, inspecting his nails proudly. Have you guys heard that apparently Gen Z only splits their hair down the middle and millennials do the side part and that's the difference? Yes. On TikTok, that's all that that's all they're talking about. Well, you both are Gen Zers. Apparently. Yeah, we're center parters. But we're hanging onto our youth by a shred. <laughs> by a hair. <laughs> by a part. <laughs> by a center part. He's like, Harry, you're looking old. We got to do a middle part or I'm out of here. Middle part it. <laughs> He's like, Harry, you're wearing skinny jeans. You're using the laugh cry emoji and your part is on the side. Those are like <laughs> the things that they say. What do you live alone in a castle? Come on. <laughs> He doesn't have a mirror. (laughs) Yeah, he's got like two shards of a mirror left. Poor guy. You're really something else. Harry smiled softly. Drago didn't know why his heart clenched at the sight. He backed up as Harry got up from the chair he was previously occupying. I wanted to give you something. Harry's tone was apprehensive. Let it be your package. (laughs) My corkscrew. (laughs) It's also a wine opener. (laughs) Win win. Harry picked up a small-handed mirror from the dresser and handed it to Draco. Thank you, I guess. Draco rose an eyebrow at the gift. As far as mirrors went, it was very beautiful. The gold border of it was encrusted with sparkling diamonds and glittering emeralds, but it was just a mirror. Sparkling diamonds. Isn't that from uh, Sparkling Diamonds from um, the Nicole Kidman? No, no, Nicole Kidman. When uh, Moulin Rouge? Moulin Rouge. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Queen Diamonds from Moulin Rouge. <laughs> it's not an ordinary mirror. It allows you to see anybody you want. Draco sucked oh. in a breath. It's FaceTime. <laughs> <laughs> we just now got 5G at the castle. <laughs> you can try your parents, but they're not going to get it. <laughs> 
It's not an ordinary mirror. It allows you to see anybody you want. Draco sucked in a breath. What? Yes, if you wish, you can see my parents. What if he turns it on and he sees his mom going to town with Dumbledore? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Turn it off! He opens up and it's porn. It's like, oh, 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 let me close that first. Okay, here you go. <laughs> I'm sorry, sorry, my last window was open. Don't swipe right. Don't, don't swipe on that photo. Don't swipe on that photo. <laughs> my parents, Draco murmured, clutching the mirror tightly. I thought you would like it. Harry's voice was soft. Thank you, Harry. Before he could process what he was doing, he walked up to Harry and hugged him. Harry froze before wrapping his arms around the smaller blonde. Drago inhaled Harry's scent inside. He smelt of old wines and red apples and a myriad of other pleasant smells that made Draco's heart flutter. He slowly disentangled himself from Harry, trying to keep the heavy blush off his face. He didn't dare look up at Harry's face. Bye. Bye, he said weakly (laughs) as he all but ran out of Harry's room. (laughs) That's like how I ended all of my old Bumble dates, just a hug and then bye and run, sprinting. (laughs) See you never. (laughs) He sped up all the stairs until he got to his room. He shut the door and sat on his bed, hugging the mirror to his chest. Thankfully, Pansy was dozing, so he had the room all to himself. She for sure snores. Oh, for sure. Do a snore of Pansy, Danny. A drawer (laughs) snore. Do a drawer snore. For sure. I want to see my mother, he whispered. Suddenly a misty fog started to gather in the mirror and swirl around it until it formed an image. He gasped. Oh, wow. His mother was sitting on the bed, looking a bit healthier than she did when Draco had left her. Mr. Dumbledore was sitting next to her on a chair. (gasps) Oh, my gosh. Talking to her and feeding her spoonfuls of soup. That ain't soup. That ain't soup. (laughs) That ain't soup, mama. (laughs) And that ain't a spoon. I don't know what that, I don't know who that is. He could see their lips move, but he could hear no sound. Well, oh, you do not. Thank God the audio is off on this video right now. Well, when two lips are touching, there ain't no sound, Draco. His spoon was fleshy and big and uncircumcised. He looked at them for a bit longer before he wished the picture and the mist away. Well, I wish to see my father. <laughs> when the image formed, he gasped. Who is my father? <laughs> Dumble Daddy? His father was lying on the floor of the forest. His leg and side were clearly hurt, and he wasn't moving. He stared in shock for a moment before springing up. He ran out of his room and practically took the stairs three at a time and got to Harry's room. Harry was lounging on the chaise in his room, reading a large novel. He looked up and smiled. Hello, what? Harry, please, I need to leave, said Draco. Leave? Yes, I need to leave now. My father, he's... He's, he's, Draco couldn't finish the sentence and shoved the mirror in Harry's face. He's being cheated on by my mother, damn it. (laughs) Harry frowned and looked into the mirror before taking a deep breath. How, that doesn't matter now. Please, I need to go save him. But, said Harry, please, Harry, he might die. Harry sighed and rubbed a large hand across his face. Go, but you must come back within a week or else. Thank you. Without registering what he was doing, He kissed Harry's cheek out of sheer gratitude. (gasps) Sorry. (laughs) Sorry for leaving. (laughs) Before any of them could react, (laughs) Draco was already out the door and running away at full speed. Or else I'll die, Harry whispered. (sighs) Drama! The end of this chapter. Wow. (gasps) What a cliffhanger. Wow, 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 wow. Oh my gosh. All right, let's close this out. 
When the episode ends, check your underpants. Is your Wanda Bored? Thank you. Oh, boy. Well, I think my wand is actually up because my heart is quickening. Yeah. The romance is budding. Romance and danger is alive in the castle. (laughs) I feel like they love each other, but Draco's been pulled away to go see Lucius and make sure he's okay (laughs) and fix the family affair that's happening right now. Um, But yeah, my wand is up. I'm excited for uh, the tension and the buildup of the story. (gasps) Yeah. Do you think Harry should have been like a little louder, like about the or I'll die part? Like, do you think that was a miss? Yeah. Or maybe he felt like it was a lot of pressure. (laughs) Or do you think if he said that, do you think Drake would be like, why is this about you? My dad's literally going to die right now. Like, you're so selfish. I feel like every time you make this about you. Every time my father's going to die, it's about your death. And this is why, like, we just don't work. It's just not like (laughs) gelling between us. What am I supposed to do with that? Like, do you have to really lay that on me right now? Like, you tell me that now. You know, I'm stressed. I have a long run ahead of me. You know, last time didn't go so well. Just braided your hair. You could have told me when I braided your hair. I still have a broken leg that we've never addressed. And so I'm running. I got a limp all the way to my dad. You guys, what's the whisper we laughed so hard? We went, Draco. That's like him whispering this again. Remember, it was in the first dreary. He goes, Malfoy. Oh, yeah. Malfoy. Or I'll die. So that was him being like, just come back or else. All right, see ya. I'll die. Malfoy. I'll die. Harry needs to work on his voice uh, (sighs) modulation. Right. (laughs) Well, 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 wow. Okay, so where's everyone else's wand? My wand is up as well, especially because this means that next week we get sex. Yes. Sex. Oh, I believe. I mean, we chose an erotic story. We never really know, but if it hasn't come yet, that's when it's coming. So that's exciting. Unless the Google search for cock was a bunch of rooster plots, we're getting (laughs) getting some uh, (laughs) cock in this next episode. Was this story at the end like a bunch of roosters storm the castle? A pet rooster at the end. He grabbed his cock and shoved it and we're like, okay, that's good. Yeah. But back into the hen house would have been a real issue. (laughs) What about you, Uh, Yes, my wand is up. I loved the little... uh, Beast eye for the beast guy at the end, a little makeover. <laughs> and um, and yeah, I'm so excited to see what happens. Yeah. Do you think Mad Eye Moody's gonna show up? Oh yeah. <laughs> what was his constant vigilance? Yeah. <laughs> constant vigilance. His beast eye. Because it's like beauty, you know, all this stuff like culture. And then it's like keep him prisoner. Because it's like this is, this is like not a cute makeover story because he has no choice. Yeah. Oh, man. Thank you, Amina the Scorpio. Mm-hmm. We're loving it. We can't wait to see how it ends. Who finishes? How they finish? Where they finish? Nice guys finish. Better. Let's hope. That's what we want. Nice guys finish in some way. All right, kids. See you next week. Stay tuned. Au revoir. Bye. Bye. For more erotic goodness, join our Patreon, where you can access hundreds of hours of steamy content and bonus episodes from your favorite pop culture fandoms at patreon.com forward slash fangasm. For updates, merch, to join our private Facebook group, The Fanny Pack, or to submit a story, visit fangasmpodcast.com. For a regular hookup, make sure you subscribe, and if you're extra horny, leave a review, but only if it's nice. 10 points for nice reviews. 